This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Um, even after the bye week, uh, you can't go two weeks without John Costco. Plus, we'll get to uh, start to shift gears 100% to uh, New England Patriots here. Um, wanted to get this in. Normally, we sit with John Monday night. What was the point with New England playing last night? And I don't want to get back to that whole thing where we did the crossover episode with the Jets and talked about Sam Darnold versus Baker forever and ever. And then eight hours later, Sam Darnold had mono and the whole show was kind of pointless. Um, So we're going to get into some stuff here with John, your local experts on the biggest stories, Jeff Lloyd, John Costco from PFF for your daily delivery of all things dog pound. Uh, John, you know, I, you know, look, uh, the Jets, it was a nice rebound for one week. Um, and I'm not going to say how they got lambasted last night is probably more of the team they are. Look, they're still short on talent. New England, I mean, they can just kind of, it's almost to the point where they can kind of just roll it out there. And, you know, I, I mean, who even knows if there's really even a game plan and you just take it as it goes. But uh, you want to talk about literally absolute humming through seven games in a season. That is exactly where the New England Patriots are right now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that how that game um, played out for, on both sides of the ball. Um, a lot of it was just Darnold making a lot of unforced errors. And of course, like the big, big things being made about this, uh, the quote, you know, he's seen ghosts and stuff like that. And like, I don't think it's a big deal that like the NFL saw it. And I think they're making a bigger stink of it than what it is. But like, it's just a player being real on the sideline. Cause he literally was, there was multiple times where he d- didn't have to do what he was doing. And this un threw it into harm's way floating balls all over the field inaccurate with his passes and stuff like that so it's you know the the patriots obviously have a great defense they're historically great there's literally no weaknesses in this defense um as of right now but they also haven't played a top-notch quarterback you know even ben, ben roethlisberger he's been on decline they you know it's a week one you know they struggle or whatever but um yeah, I mean, you and you also look at the grades. Like, so, like, on, from a an offensive perspective, the the Patriots, they they haven't been great. The you know since early in the season, you know they even struggled kind of against the Redskins. They struggled a bit against the Giants. They struggled a bit last night, and it's just the defense that keeps us just hammering it to the other opposing team, and that's what gets them these wins. So, um, you know, there's not. I can't argue against what what they've done this year you look at their defensive grades this year they're unbelievable they've got seven players with a with a coverage grade above 84 seven players 84 or better and that's what wins games now is it stable no but the fact is that they're they're playing at an extremely high level so you know uh, yeah, I mean, they put together, obviously, uh, the makings of, of a great defensive unit. Um, obviously, you've got a bunch of guys who know each other in the McCordys and Harmon. That helps because, you know, you can kind of say, well, how do you guys see this? How would you terminology this? And it's, you know, guys who kind of know each other and they can find common ground that way. Obviously, a slide, Jamie Collins, back in, you know, sneaking him in through the back door. His best years were there. Uh, I'm going to say again, I hope that maybe him seeing a Cleveland Brown uniform will maybe get him to at least, you know, go with his 50-50 approach where he was really either good or it was a not-so-good Jamie Collins week and where the hell was he? Uh, his, is so, there, go ahead. 
just a little thing on Jamie Collins, but he's a he he just utilized properly in New England. He had all the talent in the world. Yep. But like he's just used properly. He's used on in multiple blitzes. He's not just asked to to man up on you know a straight up on the tight end he can drop into zones he's not asked to be a pure pass rusher he's asked to to loop to stunt the find the open gap and in, in the blitz and and get home that way so like he's just being utilized properly like he wasn't in cleveland i mean i think you know and, and this was always the thing when he first got traded was you know it, it was he kind of got that label of a you know it wasn't a guy who truly loved the game well bill and this is what makes bill belichick so great a guy that you maybe qu- not necessarily question their engagement or, you know, how much they're into it, always keep them on their toes. And, you, you know, that's what can keep a guy like that who can maybe tend to drift away because he plays it because he's really good at it and he can make a ton of money, but it's, all right, well, this week we're going to do this with you. Uh, or, you know, oh, you know, a little bit of unexpected. It's almost like you got to find a way to keep the lamp lit with a guy like Jamie Collins. And that's kind of where Bill Belichick is great in what he does. And, you know, in Cleveland, we didn't get to see it so much. And even last year, it was like, well, well, there's, you know, Jamie Collins rushing, but Jannard Avery trying to drop back in coverage. Like, no, no, let's, like, you know, do what, you know, just be better with what you do and understand, you know, you, you just got to take the people as they are and maybe learn to read people better which is really where Bill's good and find out how you can make it all work. Obviously with 53 guys, you got 53 different personalities. Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick is, he's one of the greatest of all time for a reason. They already have that in the infrastructure in place. Um, everything that you can bring in a player and it's not going to disrupt the culture that they have there. So uh, either you buy in or you don't. And if you buy in, you're, going to have a productive role in that team in one form or fashion and if you don't buy in you're gone it doesn't matter who you are if you're if you're making 10 million dollars and you're not buying in you're getting suspended or something and or or you're gone you're just getting cut um so you know it's just bill belichick's you know one of the greatest of all time for a reason and um they they just doesn't they can plug and play players because they buy into the system and he he knows what the talents are and the strengths and weaknesses of each player and he plays them to their strengths. Amazing, uh, amazing, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's kind of a wise and novel concept. Um, and that's even the thing, you know, because my wife all the time, you put so much more on the older ones' plate. Well, the older one's really smart and sticks to detail, and that's why. Look, I'm just playing the strengths here, okay? The little one, yeah. Can you pick up your dirty, your empty candy wrappers, throw them out? Older one, I need you to load the dishwasher. Can you take care of this, this, and this? Just understand what people are capable of. John, what is, as you said, obviously the coverage is fantastic. And, you know, as far as the Jets and the just letting them bring six every time. That was a joy to watch. What is the biggest scare that this New England defense has going for itself right now? I mean, it's, it, it is the defense. Um, I mean, it, you know, you talk about Tom Brady and that offense, and, I mean, he can literally turn it on at any time. Uh, but they haven't had to turn it on uh, in recent weeks. And early in the season, they were they were clicking. But And Tom Brady is, a, you know, obviously one of the greatest of all time for a reason. But this defense is what will put fear into your hearts, and it's their blitz packages and what they do in the back end off of those blitz packages. And obviously you saw on Monday Night Football where they just ran a ton of cover zero blitzes, which 
for those who don't know, cover zero means you're, you're manned up across the board and you're blitzing everybody else, and which means you have one more than you, they can block. Um, there are ways that you can combat that, which means if you're manned up on, you know, if you're one of the slot or tight end guys that are, man, are manned up on, that guy needs a chip, you know, you, you need, on one of the rushers that kind of helps the free up, uh, you know, gives a little bit extra time. But um, essentially their blitz packages and they're the way they can, they can roll coverages, disguise things. They match, they run a lot of man coverage, but even in their zones, they're matching a lot of things. So their back end is extremely well uh, coached They They communicate extremely well. And so it, they, they, a lot of issues that Baker's had this year is, is seeing one thing pre-snap and then, then the team doing something different post-snap. And the Patriots are great at doing that. They disguise everything. They're not just going to line up and go, we're going to run cover three here, and then they drop back and cover three, and so you know exactly where the holes are. They don't do that. So they will they will run cover three. They'll run all the gamut of all of the coverages, but – you essentially just don't know what they, it is that they're going to be running every single play. So you've got to do your the film study on them, uh, ex, you know, extensively and, and then find ways to like, Hey, if they're, you know, if they see this look, it, you could get three different things off of it. And this is your, these are your options. And you have to be able to recognize that obviously all in under like two seconds before making the decision, what you're doing. So it's they're what they do defensively and is, is what scares you the most. And it's their coverage is obviously it. Um, and then if you hold it on too long, their, their pass rush is good enough to get, get to you, even if they don't have any, any elite pass rushers on that defense. Yeah, and that's, that, that's the thing that like makes it so crazy is there really is no name that you have to worry about as far as, you know, an overall pass rusher. Um, I, I saw something today where, and, and just to put it in a fantasy perspective, um, their defense, I think they said points wise would be like the number three running back like a number four wide receiver would be top. That, that's insane for a defense through seven weeks to be doing that type of thing. And I will say this. I, I watched the Buffalo Patriots game. Um, if Josh Allen didn't get hurt, I'm not necessarily sure Buffalo wouldn't have walked out of there with a W that day. So it, it's I'll not. I'll turn this around. I think, I think if Matt Barkley starts that whole game, they win that game. <laughs> I think if Matt Barkley started it, they win that game. Because so Josh Allen was awful he was yes, terrible but, in that game <laughs> but but Barkley throw like Barkley just couldn't get it done late well, and, and neither one of them are going to get it done for them they what, I mean what I'm going to say though is is they had but they had a first down and goal at the six late in the game I would have just taken four cracks with he's not gonna throw it Josh run the ball four times get me six yards because you're six five two forty you know he also, but, Josh so, also put him in that position to be behind right so Josh like he yep. threw He's either so had a fumble two that I remember. or something like that. Whatever he 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 gave up a defensive touchdown or something. No, I like think that. there was a, I think there was a punt, I think there was a punt block, but I know he threw two picks because Slater scored on the on the recovery in the end zone on a punt block. Yeah. Just to tell you again how great their defensive and special teams has been. Right. Uh, I'm gonna like, get to a little bit more here. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna Jump in, more mention on the, exactly where they rank in terms of fantasy points. Uh, they're the number seven player overall in <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> this year it's seven weeks it's seven weeks that is that is absolutely insane and, and look it, it is probably unsustainable but um scoring more than anybody Patrick was Mahomes. oh jesus god 
if you need, if you, if anybody's looking to off a defense, guys, uh, you might want to consider uh, putting a couple of shekels on, make a move for the Patriots defense. We're going to get to a little bit more the offensive side of the ball from New England with John here in a second. Uh, guys, you know the deal. Um, look, you know, when you're married, your significant other, whatever, you only get a certain amount of time. So you better make sure it's going to be a good one. Um, Browns fans, um, maybe you need a little help on Sunday night because it's been a rough day. Patriots fans, <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's probably really, really easy. Uh, that's where the folks from Blue Chew come in. Blue light the color, B-L-U. Uh, you know, take a little something. Uh, give yourself a little bit of, a, you know, extra effort. Make sure you're taking care of the significant other to make sure that she will always take care of you. Um you don't need a prescription. They will help you with that aspect of it. It gets shipped discreetly, not if you need it, but it does get shipped discreetly if you would choose to keep it that way. comes to you. Um, use the promo code Locked On. Check out BlueChew.com. Obviously, they've been with us for a while as far as the sponsor here. Um, have heard from some who chose anonymity, but it's gotten the job done. So it takes you out of the doctor's office, takes you out of the drugstore picking it up. Go ahead, check out Blue Chew, and we always obviously achieve, uh, appreciate them for the sponsorship of anything over at Lockdown Browns. With as great as the offense has been, John, and now today with the move, obviously, Mohamed Sanu, look, I mean, he, he, whenever you can get another wide receiver in there with a good arm who can make some good physical catches, I mean, you're New England. Um, the running of the ball, it's not really getting done. Sony Michelle's got touchdowns but not really much else. And thank you, Sony Michelle. I was down by six, went into a game last night with Sony Michelle and Robbie Anderson. I didn't have a freaking prayer. James White got screwed. Sony got his three touchdowns on 40-something yards. Snuck out a winner. So I'll take that. And obviously, I appreciate you, Sony, for all the backing I did and even the hashtag of always buy a Sony. Thank you, buddy, for looking at me on that one, even though I'll admit that, Pete. I'll admit it now. I had a 35-point uh, lead like, going in that, and I squeaked it out by three points because Edelman and Jacoby Myers didn't combine enough. Okay. But, John, th- th- it's just not clicking th- just yet. And I don't know maybe if it's, you know, with the injuries and too many moving parts, um, you lose a guy like Gronk, you know, a Hall of Famer who, was as the years went on, was becoming – as great a blocker as he was able to contribute early in his career in the pass receiving game. It's, it's invincibly, it's great. Their defense is good as it is, but if they ever get into a game where somebody can maybe keep up with them points wise, or their defense is having a bad day, I just haven't seen enough yet from the offense to say in look, it's not the first time a team's won a championship based off their defense, but that's usually harder to sustain this defense. And what is exactly just not, what we're used to from this Patriots offense that we are in years past. Yeah. So there, the weakness in this team is their offense. Um, and it's specifically their offensive line. I know they talked about it last night and on the Monday night football for anybody that was watching, but um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people talk about, Oh, Sony Michelle, he was the engine that drove everything in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, that's not really the case. Um, obviously they, you know, they had a good running game in the playoffs, but the running game is dictated by the offensive line uh, much more so than what the running back does, because if they're not blocking it up and they don't give a crease to the running back, it makes it really difficult for him. And so uh, this year, last year, the, the Patriots had a really good offensive line. They they played well together. 
they graded out at a, at a high level. Um, even like Trent Brown didn't even play all that well for them. And then he would, you know, signed to the massive deal that he signed. But this year there, you know, Isaiah wind didn't live up to expectations until he got hurt. Um, and then like Ted Karras, Shaq Mason, two guys that played well from last year, not playing well at all this year. Um, you know, Marshall Newhouse, he's never played well in his career. He's <laughs> no. obviously just still bad for the Patriots. Doesn't matter who his head coach is or, or the offensive line coach and Dante Scarnecchia. So, uh, Joe Tooney is playing well for them, but he's really the only offensive line piece for them that is protecting well and run blocking well. Um, the rest of the unit is, is bad. So the thing, that, though, that the Patriots are able to do is that they're able to get rid of the ball quickly to the playmakers so that it doesn't it kind of gets mitigated. But if you're able to lock like this is a huge week that if the Browns come back healthy with you know Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams and they're able to lock the their receivers down on the outside um and per, hold, make Brady hold the ball longer than 2.5 seconds that pass rush should be able to get to Brady um and affect him Brady's been playing fine this year I think he's he's our fifth graded highest graded quarterback this year he's well below what he's has been the past like 5 years um he's not you know he's in the low 80s in, in his grade but He's still Tom Brady, and he knows to get rid of the ball quickly. He can read defenses better than literally anybody else in the NFL. So the the weakness here is that offensive line. So what you have to be able to do to be able to get home to Brady is to make him hold that ball longer, which is locked down on the outside with your cornerbacks and and, slot cornerbacks, however you're going to dial it up, make Brady hold the ball longer, disguise it up, you can you can't fake tight coverage. So if you can get tight coverage on him, make him second guess what he's doing and see what he's seeing, he's going to get you're going to get the pressure on him. And and no quarterback is great under pressure um, outside of maybe off games or Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes types. Uh, it's it, it's you know and and there is the thing with Tom looking at his age and and Tom has always been smart about this. In this is one thing any young quarterback doesn't do is Tom says, look, it ain't here, man. I am not going to even attempt to make something out of nothing. We'll just come back and get him next down next play. Uh, you know, uh, you assume at this point and, you know, there's talks that maybe they would move one of the reserve corners. If there was something that they wanted and you know, if you want to move Terrence Mitchell, TJ Carey, I'm not exactly sure what the return is going to be there, but that's fine. Whatever it is, what it is. Um, injuries do play a factor into that. You get Denzel back. You get Greedy back. What are you worried about receiver-wise, matchup-wise? I mean, do you just take Denzel and say, look, where 11 goes, you just go with them. We'll figure out the rest of it. Yeah, you got to mix it up. I mean, it's so like, you know, you ask about, like, I, I was, you know, when you, when you have to defend against elite wide receivers – Edelman's not an elite wide receiver. He's very good. But like if you're when you're defending against elite wide receivers, it's kind of difficult to do that. And the way to do that is to confuse the quarterback. So that you have to show the quarterback one look and give him a completely different look that he's not expecting because he's he's going to read the defense pre-snap. And that's obviously extremely difficult to do against Brady. So if you're showing him, hey, I'm, I'm you know, say Denzel Ward is following Julian Edelman in motion, who motions all the time. He's 
you know, it's one of the reasons why the Patriots motion so often. So Brady can get a read on defense. Now, if you follow him in motion and you go, hey, we're in man, this guy's in man on this guy. And then you drop off to a zone look, even after following motion, that's a way to confuse Tom Brady. And then therefore he's going, all right, I'm going to see if I can get, you know, Jules to, to, to defeat this man on man coverage. And all of a sudden he's going, oh, I'm throwing this into into a zone. This changes my my train of thought on this. Um, but really, yeah, you want, when you do man up, you, I think putting, putting Denzel Ward on, on Julian Edelman is a good, good idea. Uh, I don't think so exclusively. I know Denzel has been mostly an outside cornerback. You know, Julian Edelman does his hay and in the slot. So his skill set, at least in his entire career in college and everything like that, wasn't fit, fit to be a slot cornerback, but he does have the athletic ability to be able to defend the slot. So I think you, you have to do things that mix it up. Um, not this, they don't, they don't have big bodied receivers either. Like if Josh, unless Josh Gordon comes back or whatever, but so it, you I mean, don't Sanu's have to good. I mean, Sanu's good sized, I would say, but yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely is. And, and how much he's going to be able to pick up in five days, you know, that's another thing too. So um, I, I don't anticipate, I would anticipate Muhammad Sanu being more of like kind of the gadget player for the week and just having a certain package of plays for him when he comes in. I, I wouldn't just a expect- lot of motion where it gives you thoughts and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect Muhammad Sanu to be a big factor in this game. Um, Jacoby, especially Myers, though, because it's a short week for them. How much can you actually truly put in? Uh, I mean, Bill Belichick. You know, I won't put it past how much they can put it in, but they're going to run what they run and they're still very effective even without him there. So I think it's, you know, Jacoby Myers is a a solid player. It's just giving them another body there. And Muhammad Sanu especially can, is a guy that, I mean, averages like 28 yards per catch or something like that. And he's, so he's really, I, I don't expect it to be much of a factor, but even if, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a, I'm not a coach. I'm not the guy that's devising game plans or trying to, scheme it up against defenses but um yeah like like i said you've got to you've got to be able to mix it and match it i would expect maybe you know denzel to be more so on on edelman than any other players but you know philip dorsett's a solid player runs good routes uh jacoby myers is another really good rookie for for them as you know as well so and then and then you got the, the the issue with their running backs james white is a stud um in the receiving game one of the best you know in the NFL the past five years or whatever. So he'll be a matchup problem and the Browns need to figure that out. And I think you, again, like you can put Joe, Joe Sobert on him, but you've got to be able to mix it up uh, on who who's covering him. It, it can't, you know, look, I mean, you know, you know, and we're always back Joe and we'll back the coverage aspect of it, but you know, that is just, it's, it's just not a good miss. It's not a good matchup for any linebacker. And he's not been great this year. So no, I mean, I, I love I love Joe, and I, I loved what he did last year. But so far this year, he has not been good. Um, but bringing back Denzel and, and Greedy, if they if they're back fully 100, percent that makes a huge difference for the defense because they they were limited in what they were able to do. Because when they were in there, they were playing a ton of man coverage, and without them, they were playing a ton of zone coverage. So they give them a lot more versatility because that's what their skill set is. And you know, if Steve Wilkes can can run that man defense. I mean, that's where, the, that's where the Browns can win this game is that if the defense gets a huge boost from those two guys coming back and it really can, like that makes a huge difference in how you play defense. When you get, 
you know, potentially elite cornerbacks in there for your defense. You look at across the league. I mean, let's just look at the Patriots. They have elite cornerbacks and they lock it down. They just completely shut out this, you know, the opposing offenses and confuse quarterbacks just because of how good they are. And they make you hold the ball longer than what you want. So if Browns can do that against Tom Brady, no, no, you know, no easy task. They have a chance defensively. No, I, 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 I obviously 100% agreement with you. And then you think of the fact the athletes that they're going to be sending at Tom Brady. Um, and, you know, even Bill Belichick spoke about this today. You know, Miles Garrett, that's not a guy I really want us to play against. Um, you know, look, you know, Tom is to the point now where he's pretty much the worst athlete on the field. Probably always has been. Um, so it's not like he's going to be able to do much. I mean, it, it could be a step left. It could be a step right. Um, but the legs itself, and I'm going to tell you, this is the part that's going to drive me nuts, is somewhere along the line this season, he's going to catch a touchdown pass. They brought in too many. Another receiver who can throw. They're going to make up for that. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's either going to be the Dolphins or it's going to be the Bengals. It's going to be one of these poor-ass franchises that are literally tanking that Bill Belichick's going to have his fun with it. And him the other uh, last night uh, declining penalties against Adam Gase. And it was just absolutely the chef's kiss. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, Tom Brady, I mean, obviously his his strengths are not his athleticism, but he has phenomenal pocket awareness. You you know, everybody knows that. And he reads defenses and and throws a good ball. And that's, that's how you win as a quarterback is knowing where to, you know, being able to read the defense, finding the open receiver, and, and getting him the ball. It's not about making, trying to make the big play every single time. It's why, you know, the Patriots may play this complimentary football. You know, their defense, the <laughs> offense, and when they don't have, you know, certain aspects of their, their team going well, one other, one other part picks it up. And it's you know it might not all come together in one game. It might they it might falter. You've you've seen that before, even at the end of last season, where they they essentially their offense just kind of fell apart and lost fourteen seven to the, to the Steelers. They then their defense the week before had you know fell apart against the Miami Dolphins. Lost obviously on a last second uh, fluke play, but still gave up. You know you still get up upper twenties in, in points or whatever. So you know they're not perfect, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And you've seen them this year struggle struggle to score touchdowns in, in games and or in large stretches of of, of games. So um, I don't know if to, you know Brady's old and, and he's declining. So maybe his his just this pure arm strength and and just his time of reaction is, is slowing down and all. But you know they they this is a team that I mean obviously I don't have to say it, it's just a huge huge task to be able to try to beat and. Really, the Browns can win this game if Baker plays at the level he was playing at last year in the second half All of the right. season. Well, John, John, let's save that for the last segment. Let's not give away how the Browns can win this just yet. i got to sneak something in here. As a true, true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Who wrote this? Who wrote this copy? Every weekend, our favorite Iron Warrior skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season. I will tell you guys every, all the time, 
nothing goes faster than the NFL season. Yes, we are at week eight, so we're almost halfway through the NFL season. This is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. AG is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go ahead and bet with mybookie.ag. Uh, they are still honoring their 100% deposit. So you put in 500, they will match your 500. Gives you a lot of house money to play with. If you know what you're doing, this should carry you well into the playoffs. Um, it's, it's nice to have a little skin in the game, especially Thursday nights, Monday nights. There's over-unders on fantasy points. Fantasy players, rather, they can go with. And look, most of the time, you're begging for a win on a Saturday night, or on a Monday night, or you're looking to get your week going by one player on a Thursday night. Why not double up? Double up if you're so confident in that player. So go ahead, check out mybookie.ag today. M y b o o k i e. ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Don, seeing as you tried to give it away before the ad. How a tease. It was and, a little tease. A little tease, just to keep you all around. Yeah. How and uh, how exactly can Cleveland go in? And for all you fans, guys, I, I don't get why the – oh, no. What, this is what this team, if everything goes to be able to capable, capable of doing. You brought in Odell, so you had a really, really good wide receiving core. Uh, obviously nobody saw the second year warts of Baker Mayfield, uh, the offensive line. Look, yeah, there's been struggles, but four out of five of these guys are the same ones last year that essentially, you know, we used to talk with John and I said, John, I can't find a grass stain on Baker Mayfield. As we talked about this over the second half of last season, you brought in upgrades to your defensive line. Yeah. Brought in another corner through only saw two games, but looked really damn. John, what exactly can they do? But, and the thing for me is if they do what they're capable of, there's not a team in the NFL they shouldn't be able to at least hang with. Yeah, I mean, it all it all rests on Baker's shoulders, right? So um, part of the issue, you know, what, what what you saw in the second half of last year was Baker was, was reading the defenses, getting rid of the ball, throwing it to the open receiver. And then you had Freddie calling plays where he, would, he, would, he was timing up his, his you know, shots correctly he was calling trick plays correctly these you know some of this misdirection stuff he was he was kind of basically in a rhythm with him when it came to play calling um and basically it it all worked together because because baker was reading the defenses properly um so far this year that hasn't been the case there's been a lot of plays that he's left out on the field um so you know it's it growing pains for whatever reason you know perhaps it's something where baker's not fully trusting his offensive line he's not trusting his receivers because it's it's a i mean really look at it so last year they had the top receivers of jarvis landry shard higgins rashard perriman david and joku and the only guy returned from the first you know seven weeks or six weeks of that is Jarvis Landry. All these other guys are new because David Njoku has been basically hurt for most of it. Higgins got hurt. Um, obviously, OBJ is, is new. He didn't, you know, a lot of paper, people criticize OBJ for not showing up to OTAs and minicamp, blah, blah, blah. 
um, and it wasn't going to, it was going to ruin their timing. And, and maybe, the, maybe that's legit. Maybe there's some, something to do with that because you saw it in this game against the Seahawks where a couple of plays where Baker was expecting OBJ to be in one spot and he was in a different spot. So uh, they've got to get on the same page. And if they can get on the same page and do basically what you expect them to be able to do, they can, they could move the ball in this defense. They really could. As long as Baker's reading the defense. And w- one of the things too, that, you know, Baker really struggled last year against the blitz. He was, uh, he did not grade well uh, in, against the blitz. It was one of those things where as a rookie, you know, it, when teams dialed it up, you saw it in the Houston game, you saw it against the, the Broncos. He struggled when it was going to get up against the blitz. This year, his grade is actually better when he has been blitzed than when he's not. His passer rating is still not great. It's at a 91.9, but his grade is at a 83.2, whereas when you don't blitz him, it's down in the 60s, about a 64. So that is something that from, obviously from my, you know, from our perspective, that's fantastic. Like he's he's able to, uh, you know, he's been able to read the blitzes and get the ball out properly. He's not putting the ball in harm's way. Um, and, and so that's a good thing there. So with how much the Patriots blitz, maybe there's a, there's a sliver of hope there for the Browns. But essentially what it comes down to is, is like, you know, you look at the offensive line too. So um, last year, every, everybody thought that the offensive line was playing fantastic. And you did have that interior offensive line playing great. You had Joel Batonio, J.C. Treader, and Kevin Zeitler. They were playing at elite levels in pass protection. That that's they did that all year long. It that didn't change once Freddie Kitchen took over play calling. That was that way the whole entire year. Chris Hubbard was at a yeah below average level at right tackle, and then once Greg Robinson came in, he basically was playing at a, a below average, maybe to average level at the left tackle position. So the the offense tackles still weren't great. It was all about the same. It's just the fact that Baker's getting rid of the ball quickly. Uh, come this year, Greg Robinson took a step back because last year was a career year for him. This year, he's taken a step back. Chris Hubbard's taking a step back. He went back to being Greg Robinson. Right, exactly. And everybody in the world probably could have seen that and you, that you rest your, your you know, you're putting your, your left tackles and laurels into, into, hey, yeah, let's go with Greg Robinson again. You cut him for a day for contract purposes, whatever, but you knew that there was like zero chance of another team like swooping in to get him. Like you wouldn't do that with like a, a Joe Thomas or any type of quality left tackle because it would have been like, Hey, we're going to swoop in and pay you $15 million. But no, nobody cared because it was Greg Robinson. If so, he was any good, he would have been a Patriot. Right. Like it. <laughs> yeah. So you know it, Bill, what, what did you just do? Yeah. You, all right. You just cut him for a day here. We'll come in and pay you $10 million, whatever. So like, yep. And then, so like with Hubbard, and, uh, then at right guard, obviously Kush is a massive downgrade. So like I was saying, if <laughs> trading trading Zeitler was fine, if you can find an average right guard, but it's not fine if that replacement is below replacement level, and that's what Kush has been. He's been awful this year. So that's it. That wrecks teams when you have bad off offensive tackle play and a bad right guard position. It wrecks teams. So what I'm expecting is is some type of mix up with the offensive line this you know this week and, and there's been rumors floating around about trades and stuff like that. The Trent Williams thing is not happening. So don't look to Trent Williams, but there might be a, a serviceable tackle out on the mark that's out that's being traded for or something like that. So we'll see. 
yeah, I mean, it, but the other thing was is you know you got to get a guy in, you got to get him up to speed. Um, it's not like Freddie's got a lineage of players where he's like, oh well, it only knows what I'm doing. Uh, and you know, anything in Green Bay is not really being letting loose, uh, so you're not really going to get something from the Campman type of thing. Uh, you know, the, the Campman connection with Green Bay. You know, my, uh, you know. Maybe you have some guys in house who at least deserve a chance to well, get a look in Teller they, or Lamb. But go ahead, Teller for sure. Um, I, I there, I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't be starting Wyatt Teller after this bye week. There really isn't because Kush has been bad uh, across the board. He's not a good run. He hasn't not. You know, he, I no, like. Look, nobody could be worse. I mean, it, it really, it's hard to be worse than what you have right now at, at, at right guard for, for Eric Cush. I liked that signing when they brought him in. I thought he could be a, like an average right guard, but he's been far from that. He's been below replacement level right guard and that's bad. So um, you can do things to protect that. Like you've seen that, like in the Baltimore game, obviously Brown's offense was clicking and he was awful in that game. He was, that's actually his worst game of the year, but nobody noticed because <laughs> You, when you yep. when the offense is clicking, it it doesn't really show. Cam Irving last year with the Kansas City Chiefs was playing at a worse level than what Eric Cush was. But the thing is, is that you have to make the quarterback comfortable. And and if the quarterback is kind of is feeling that, and it's also from the tackle position, you have to be able to to prevent those guys from getting around Baker too. So you have to be able to make the quarterback comfortable. And when that interior pressure is coming, he's obviously not comfortable. You have to replace that. I think I think the other option that they have, obviously, you have Justin McCray, which, who spelled in that right tackle. You have Kendall Lamb, who can swing in both right or left tackle. And then in a couple of weeks, when Drew Forbes come back, maybe he can be a, a good tackle or guard or wherever they want to put him. I saw, you know, in preseason, Wyatt Teller played well at right tackle. He was, he did play there. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but I mean, those are their options. I mean, they have options in house. And you just and you can scheme it up to protect those guys better. Get rid of the ball quickly. Read the defense better, and you don't see the problems with the offensive line. I mean, the, the Patriots' offensive line is playing worse than than the Browns' offensive line has been playing this year. Just for an example, like and but the thing is, like Brady, it, you don't notice it because Brady can get rid of the ball quickly. He finds the open receiver. He knows how to move in the pocket. That type of stuff. Just got to play like that as a quarterback. Obviously, you're not going to play at the tom brady type level as a second year player but if you can get rid of the ball at least it helps yeah and it's not like they don't actually have you know the skill performers that can probably help get that done so <laughs> there is they, they have, they have far better skill position players than pretty much almost any team in the nfl so i mean and that's the thing i keep saying look it, 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 enough with the trade talk enough of this it's it, no more excuses do what this team is supposed to do the, the, it's not that they're void of talent. They're void of chemistry. They're void of cohesion. They're void, coming from the top into a headset out on the field and it turning into what it needs to turn into. Guys, you know, it's always a pleasure with John here. Obviously, we'll get with John. We, we should be able to get back to our normal Monday setting. Uh, so we'll be able to talk. Uh, and guys, stop. I mean, bloodbath. If you thought, if you had expectations for this team, this would be the week you, you want to see it. You should be able to go toe to toe with anybody in this league. We'll see how it comes out Friday. I mean, Sunday at four thirty. We'll see how it works that way. Uh, obviously, uh, John Costco three, uh, of course, a P, uh, you know, part of PFF. Always appreciate John for joining. 
Uh, make sure you follow following over there. Me, per- uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase. Follow back. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Appreciate you all being along for the ride. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go.